Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very, very, very special episode of Mixed Doubles here on KCOU 88.1 FM. I am joined here, as always, with my co-host, Abigail Klapatowskis, and a very special guest joining us in studio here. That is Wyatt Nunn, one of the premier music reviewers on Mizzou's campus and our dear friend. He's been on the show uh, before, and he's he's offered some some pretty good insight. But Wyatt, before we get into everything, I I hear that you have an apology <laughs> from the last time you were on the show. So if you want to go ahead and go ahead and start us off here, yeah. So uh, last time I made an appearance on Mixed Doubles was about mid November, and during that show, I just so happened to call Jalen Hurts one of the most overrated quarterbacks in football, and said the Eagles should look into trading him. Oof. That hurts. Since making that statement, he went on to be one of the best quarterbacks in football for about six weeks straight and is now heading to the Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. So, longtime listener of the show, Jalen Hurts, uh, I apologize (laughs) for uh, saying that and best of luck in the Super Bowl, I guess. Hey, maybe you gave him the kind of ego boost that he needed to be like, hey, I'm going to prove Wyatt Nunn in Columbia, Missouri wrong. Maybe exactly. you're the reason that he has the motivation. To exactly. Sh- shout me out in your uh, speech when you're uh, lifting the trophy. How about you? There you go. I don't think he'll be lifting the trophy on Sunday, but you know who else won't be lifting the trophy ever again? Thomas Brady. That's right, folks. We got some breaking news on KCOU mixed doubles. I'm sure it's already been talked about if there's a sports show ahead of us, but Tom Brady did in fact retire. It's a day that we've been we've been waiting for, longing for 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 months now and um it, it, it it's got some people really really first of all really really reflective of a bygone era of the nfl you know he's played through the 2000s 2010s 2020s but it's got a few people happy and abigail klapatowskis is one of them abigail i hear you have a poem that you would like to read on air about the retirement of tom brady so yeah take it away Yes, I definitely have a little a little poetry that I'd like to share. Before I get there, I just wanted to talk about how breaking news happens in the mixed doubles uh, sphere of life. Today at like 9.43, I text Blaze, no context, new intro, and then the following emojis. The goat emoji, the waving hand emoji, the trophy, and the sad smiley face. And Blaze responds, is this a puzzle? I said, his name starts with a T and rhymes with Shady. And he goes, Tom Brady? What? Oh, oh, wow. (laughs) I'm editing that for uh, radio. And I go, yep, for real, for real this time. Man. Okay, bet. (laughs) That is how we broke the news to Blaze Fields. And if nothing else encapsulates what this show is, I think that text exchange does. (laughs) It was absolutely, I I was shocked. Because at first she said rhymes with Shady. And I I didn't like process the Shady part. And I go... Wait, she wants to play Eminem as like the as the intro song. I was like, "Why?" And then I looked at it. and I was like, "Wait a minute!" And then I immediately hopped on Twitter. And let me tell you what, yeah, the retirement of Tom Brady is something that I've been waiting for for years now. I've been thinking, "Oh, after this Super Bowl, surely he will." And he's surely. just continued to go on one of the greatest runs we've ever seen in NFL football. So. I had the honor of breaking it to you before Twitter, and I take that quite seriously. So thank you, Blaze, for letting yeah. me share that moment and, with you. And, and to reward you, take it away. Absolutely. Here is Tom's poem, as written and performed by a Broncos fan. After 23 seasons earning every accolade worthy of note, it comes time to say goodbye to the NFL's GOAT. 
Announced in a chill video as the beach breeze blew in his hair, Tom Brady posted his retirement without last year's dramatic flair. He finishes with 737 regular season and playoff touchdowns, often to the excitement of Belichick, Gronk, Goodell, and a few other clowns. His fans are probably heavy with seven Super Bowl rings, all because this guy can sure lead his offense to do some pretty incredible things. His athletic longevity is a marvel, of which most athletes can only dream. For example, hey, Blaze, do you remember when he beat KC in the Super Bowl, even though when Mahomes was born, Brady was already 18? Wow. I can't say I always loved him, and sometimes he was pretty easy to hate, especially when he played with that ball that seemed to um, deflate. (laughs) And I guess Giselle also grew to find him a little less great. For his marriage, apparently his decision to retire came one season too late. (laughs) I know, I know, that joke was a bit written in strife. I guess Brady just forgot the old saying, happy wife, happy life. (laughs) But don't worry, Brady will stay busy. (laughs) Maybe replacing Greg Olson or hit some golf balls into the sand. Or hey, he could grab a few drinks with Goodell because he's always had him in the palm of his hand. What? (laughs) Okay, but honestly, he is an offensive orchestrator, of the highest tier. But to every not be true Okay, I'm just, okay, but honestly he's an offensive orchestrator, a leader of the highest tier. But to every not Patriot and Bucks fan, he was a wickedly annoying competitor whose talent ignited fear. So we're saying goodbye to the best number twelve to play, Tom Brady. He leaves behind nearly unbreakable records and an iconic legacy. Thank you. I feel like I need to do some some snaps actually since it's poetry, but wow. I really wanted to get through that without laughing, but y'all's reaction just <laughs> broke. <laughs> I think I, I only looked at the one I actually think I only looked at the one line because I was just like, oh let me check and I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then I didn't read anything after that and I was just dying laughing. That I was appreciate it. that was incredible. Well Thank you, you know, it is with great happiness and a little bit of sadness, you know. It really feels like Tom Brady was this giant terror across the league that, like, no matter who he faced or what team he played for, anything like that, there was always a chance that he was going to do something special and just turn into this playoff monster. So, Abigail, what, what, when you think of Tom Brady, you know, years from now, you think about his legacy, what's going to be the moment that sticks out to you? I think probably the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl. Yeah. Because... And this is not a reflection on the Falcons, but the entire game, you're like, this just feels so unlike Brady. Like, this feels so unlike Brady. And the entire Patriots franchise, like, they're not playing well. They normally step into those Super Bowl games with such a powerful domination. And yet, I remember going to halftime, and my dad always makes sliders on Super Bowl Sunday, like like burger sliders, and we were eating them. And I remember looking at my dad and saying, there's just no way Brady doesn't put this game away. There is no way he doesn't come back. And I think that speaks to his overwhelming just character and and control of the entire game of football. Like when he steps on the field, it really doesn't matter what that deficit is on the scoreboard. You just know that if he is on the field, he is going to do everything in his power to win. And I think that Super Bowl really kind of capitalized on that. Yeah. Why is there is there is there any memory as a as a Cowboys fan? Well not necessarily as a Cowboys fan, but just any memory that sticks out to you? Uh yeah, I mean Brady's been around as long as that we've been alive. Like I do not remember a time watching football where his presence wasn't there. And I mean many a Super Bowl Many a cowboy losses up until the last one. Would just like to say we sent him home. Uh, 
But, no, I mean, it's going to be insanely different moving forward without Tom Brady in the league. And I saw a bunch of jokes this morning saying, like, oh, he'll he's still coming back, he'll sign with the Raiders, he'll sign with the 49ers, something like that. I don't think it's happening. You watch that video, you, like, hear the crack in his voice. It's it's over. He wanted yeah. to go out on his own terms and wish him the best of luck. Yeah, and it's just it's going to be a completely different NFL without him and you know even though even though this past year wasn't exactly Tom Brady's best year is probably one of his worst it was just still incredible to see a guy at that age perform at a top 15 quarterback level I mean that was a roster hampered with injuries and I mean you know it kind of looked like he was gonna do what he did in his last year with the Patriots it seemed like you know Tom Brady was at wit's end and you know that it was like oh it's over for for Tom and then he went the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I thought that, you know, Brady was just going to take a moment to reset, go to like the Miami Dolphins or the 49ers. I mean, that was a lot of what a lot of people were sort of like for wish casting was that it was the Tom Brady fan fiction of him playing for the 49ers with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and absolutely tearing the league to shreds. But, you know, what are you to do whenever you've conquered literally everything? Tom Brady has done everything in the league that there is to do. It's It's got to be boring at this point. Yeah. And to say to Wyatt's point, you know, how we've grown up with him, he's kind of the last remaining quarterback, I guess also with Rodgers, but I think Rodgers will be on his way out in the next couple of seasons. You know, we grew up with the Breeze, the Manning, the Brady, the Rodgers era, and to see them all gradually retiring, it's kind of interesting. And like, I'm 20, like that's a whole two decades of football players and they're gone. They're moving on to broadcasting yeah. roles, and it makes me feel kind of old, which is crazy because I'm 20. You know, I think he was kind of the last chapter in that era, and now we have the Mahomes, the Herberts, the Hurts, the T- Trevor Lawrence. Like, it was interesting that he goes out in this <laughs> year where young quarterbacks really had the. Did I botch that name? No, no, you just didn't say Dak Prescott. <laughs> oh, right. Duh. Well, well, well. <laughs> Actually, there's I, perhaps a reason for that why it no. I think I think Dak, well, this is this is a little sidebar. I think Dak Prescott is going to have a legacy similar to that of Tony Romo. That's a I I think that's a very very strong prediction. Yeah, and I think I think that's a good comparison, but I think Tony Romo does better with CBS Sports than he did on the field. And that's yeah. okay. Um I would just like to point out that I think that Greg Olson is the best commentator working in like football right now and him getting replaced by Brady is a tragedy. Like Hey, I said maybe in my poem. I, I'm not making a judgment call on it's that. It's already happening. I said maybe. You just it's never al- know. You, you know that it's happening. Oh, yeah, 100%. Do you think that's almost kind of a downgrade for Brady, though, to have to go broadcast in the booth then? Well, yeah, of co- I mean, of course. Of course. Like, do you, I kind of see him maybe being more of a, nope, I play on the field, and then I'm done, and you don't hear from me. Like, my only legacy that you speak of is my playing career. Yes, but at the same time, they already gave him the bag to do that. So Oh, true. If the man wants money, he can get money. Yeah, so... Anyway, Tom Brady, that's our ode to you for Mixed Doubles. I'm sure you're listening to this. Uh, you had a great run. Yeah. Nice job. I, the, other, the, other big, the other big story, um, we're going to save, I guess, the Super Bowl talk for, uh, for, for, for next week. I mean, I, I don't know, Wyatt, do you, have a, do, you have a, do you have a Super Bowl prediction off dome you can give us real quick? Um, I think it's going to be the Chiefs. Uh, I don't have any score predictions yet that'll come later in the week, but they've just looked like the more dominant team all playoffs. And every single week, it's been like, oh, Mahomes is injured, they're not going to win. Oh, they're missing their top three receivers, they're not going to win. Oh, there's been so-and-so controversy, they're not going to win. And yet they continue to do so. And I just think that it's in their genes. I think that 
between the level Mahomes is playing at, Andy Reid wanting to get, like, not really revenge, but win a, or win a Super Bowl against his former team. I just, the cards are lining up for them. There's totally a world where the Eagles win, but I'm going to say Chiefs. All I got to say is, Abigail, I told you so. That's all, a, that's right. all I'm going to say. I you said Chiefs-Eagles, you said 49ers-Bengals, and you know what? I'll take 2-0. and <laughs> Easy money. He's really proud of himself right now. That was a, I will You're say. Right. that you was, should be proud. That was, that was a game I did not think the Chiefs were going to win in the slightest. It had the same game script as every other Chiefs-Bengals uh, like matchup where um, we've seen the Chiefs get out to an early lead and then it just starts going wrong. And it even had the weird wonky turnover right in the middle of the game that mm-hmm. turns the tide when Mahomes tries to throw a ball and instead it goes directly up in the air and then backwards, which was... It was like a puppet had a string to that ball. I, w- I was like, did he get hit? Did his arm get... No, it wasn't a fumble. Like, he just decided that it wasn't going to pass well, it, it, forward. It, 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 I mean, technically it was a fumble. Well, but it like, was a fumble, but, but, like, but unforced... The, the script writers are no going crazy with that one. Okay, <laughs> the, you guys the, got your third and nine play, <laughs> what, three times? Let's not talk about the script writers. Whoa, 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 okay. I'd also like to point out that none of the big ref controversies resulted in anything. I agree. Hey, refs don't make or break the game. You got to play the game. Well, none of yourself. like none of those plays resulted in a Chiefs touchdown or a Bengals. In fact, those third and nines actually helped the Bengals oh, because oh no, oh, no, 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 no ends justify the means. Okay. And so you are saying that those calls were okay because it ended up taking more time off the clock and benefiting the Bengals. I say the opposite. <laughs> I say deontological. It's always right or it's always wrong. They should not have been given two more opportunities. Thus, it was unethical. Just throwing it out there. I mean, th- they were given another opportunity because of a of a, of a pass interference call. referee who was nowhere near the line of scrimmage. Not a single athlete on the field acted as though they heard that whistle, but that's whatever. All right, well. The I- Chiefs deserve to win. I'm excited for you to go. Yeah, this and we're we're not even going to talk about the Eagles 49ers game. That game was that game was, that was horrible, just sad. and it was I felt bad for Purdy. And you can't involved. you can't you can't get anything out of that game because Josh no. Johnson was the starting quarterback in an NFC Championship game, which sounds like a mad. And lib. then he got and, hurt, and Purdy had to come back. It was all and announced this morning. Purdy will officially be getting Tommy John out for nine to twelve months. So <sighs> tough. Best of luck in his recovery. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Well. We're done with sports talk. We're done talking about sports, guys. We're gonna be talking Sorry, about. McGrath. We're gonna be talking <laughs> about the Grammys. This is, this is me and Wyatt's second Super Bowl of the year. Happens around the same time. Actually, you could throw the Daytona 500 in there as like a third, <laughs> as a third. We, we Super got Bowl. in back to back to back. Yeah, weeks, back dude. to back weeks. But first, we gotta talk the Grammys. That's right. We're gonna be going over the big four categories, some sleepers. Abigail's got a fun little quiz game for me and Wyatt, testing our music knowledge. But uh, that's all coming up right after the break. This is Mixed Doubles on KCOU 88.1 FM. Hey, what's up? Holla at your boy. XOXOXO. You getting these texts? Question mark. Where are you? What are you doing? OMG, you are making me mad. You better text me back. I'm waiting outside your house. Relentless, aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message. When does the robot become dangerous? Let us know at thatsnotcool.com. That's notcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. 
I think Kid A is probably their best single album. Uh, but my favorite individual song is Life in a Glass House, the perfect uh, mixture of harmony and chaos. Ken Bone, Radiohead, KCOU. Welcome back to uh, Mixed Doubles. Little little Harry Styles to start it off. One of the biggest songs of uh, 2021 or 2022. Sorry. Um, speaking of, actually, fun fact: the Billboard Hot 100 song of 2022 was actually "Heat Waves" by Glass Animals, due to a Boo. due to a uh, due to a little like a thing in the numbers where Boo. they actually start counting in November or no, like December 1st instead of January 1st. And "Heat Waves" was like huge then. But. Weird. Anyway, um, also a little little uh, fun fact. It's either the last five or six years I forget, but either over the last five or six years, the song that's ended up being number one on the Billboard charts has been released before March first of that year. Wow! wow. Had had front loading. Uh, had as it was just gotten a couple more points, it would have jumped Heat Waves, and since it was released in April, would have broke the trend. Wow! Interesting. Well. I guess that means Miley Cyrus's flowers is probably gonna be actually no no it's gonna be antihero I'm I'm calling it's gonna, it it's gonna be anti-hero. I'm calling it it's gonna be antihero and it's just it's just gonna be it's gonna be on the radio come to like the summertime I think it's had six or five weeks at number one in the scoring period so far <laughs> antihero is an anthem flowers it is, an, it is, is a an song anthem. antihero kind of yeah set the vibe and as an like anthem. Kill Bill will be competing in there. Uh, any stragglers from the uh, what other album bomb just came through a couple weeks ago? Uh, uh, the Metro, Metro Boomin. Metro Boomin. Yeah, Metro yeah. Boomin. If creeping can like work its way in there. I don't want to know. Okay, sorry please. guys. Um, I <laughs> have right. to. Add, on that note, we were a little worried if the aux cord would connect, and I said, "Well, our backup is always that Blaze could just hum every single song for the yeah. end of the year." <laughs> that that's very true. Um, well, he's like, "I'm not doing I'm not, that. I'm not gonna do that. I wish I no." <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Shout uh, out David Campbell. Shout out da- shout out David Campbell for real for real. Host of uh, host of the American Dream with Grant Salzman and Wendell Shepard comes on like two hours before this. Check it out. No, but anyway, we've uh, you know we got to go through the big four categories. This is actually a very exciting Grammys. This is a lot a lot more difficult to predict Grammys than than last year. I think um, obviously there was the shocker at album of the year with John Batiste winning with We Are. Um, which was which was a very very interesting pick, kind of a kind of a kind of a sleeper pick by the Recording Academy. But hey, I mean, I I thought it was a pretty good choice. And then of course, uh, leave the door open, just absolutely destroying every single category ever, which was yeah, to that, be expected. That, I don't think there's a Silk Sonic this year. No one's going to run the table like that. Yeah, there's definitely not. Before but, we jump in, Blaze, should we give our listeners just a little preview? Of course, these are happening Sunday at 6 p.m., hosted yeah. by Trevor Noah, in case anyone wants to watch what we're going to talk about. Yeah. We're, kinda, we're basically doing this for y'all. Really. We're, yeah, we're doing it for y'all. We're don't, it's not like Blaze and Wyatt have had this marked on their calendars and wanted to some excuse to talk about the music. Like This is oh, a, absolutely not. a yeah, very this is strategic for the episode for the listeners. <laughs> this is the, we are on the radio. We are giving what you plays all on the, the radio? facts that the music. you need to go listen to the Grammys with, as, as a more educated uh, audience member. 
Yeah, so let's just let's just let's just pop this thing off. Okay, we got record we got record of the year. So there is a difference between record of the year and song of the year. Record of the year is production and and you know instrumentation and instrumentation the, the build of the song. And song of the year is quite simply the songwriting. So all those lyrics. Yeah. And if you're like me and you didn't know this, it's totally okay because you know. Also, when when Blaze <laughs> mentions uh, the big four, just to un understand what we're talking about. We have record of the year, song of the year, album of the year, and best new artist. Best new artist. Yes. Which Wyatt has some interesting thoughts I, on this. I have we'll... a lot of thoughts on this year's category. All right. Well, let's 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 get it started in here. All right. We got record of the year. Uh, we got Don't Shut Me Down by ABBA, Easy On Me, Adele, Break My Soul, Beyonce, You and Me on the Rock, Brandy Carlisle featuring Lucius, Woman by Doja Cat, Bad Habit, Steve Lacey, The Heart Part 5, Kendrick Lamar, About Damn Time by Lizzo, and As It Was by Harry Styles. Wyatt, what is your top pick for Record of the Year? Okay, before we get going, I would just like to say an interesting note with this Record of the Year. Woman by Doja Cat was released in June of 2021. It should have qualified for... Uh, the 2022 Grammys, however, or, yeah, uh, Woman was released June 2021, should have been nominated for the 2022 Grammys. However, she had already nominated uh, the song that says uh, Kiss, Kiss, Kiss Me More. And so then Doja po pushed this song as a single, had an individual re-release back in October, which then made it eligible for this year's Grammys. Interesting. So, very, very interesting. Now, either way, it's not going to win. But yeah. I, I just wanted to point that out. In um, this is the hardest category I think to predict this year. However, I do think we're going to have a little bit of narrative, a little bit of a uh, the Recording Academy scriptwriters going with this one. So, Beyonce is four Grammys away from taking the record as having the most Grammys by an individual artist of all time. She's nominated for nine this year. My prediction. They're going to give her three earlier in the night. It's all going to lead up to record of the year, the final award they hand out of the evening. It's going to be a big buildup, uh -huh. and they're going to announce Break My Soul, Beyonce, as record of the year. She'll get her fourth Grammy of the night, break the record for most all time. They'll make a huge celebration out of it. Scriptwriters going crazy. Scriptwriters are going crazy. I can see that happening. I had that as my... My sleeper pick, well, not really a sleeper pick. I think it is, I think it is a like it's probably an, it's a great song. It's a great song. I think Break My Soul, Bad Habit, and As It Was are kind of like the three, the three headed monster of this category. But to me, I think it's going to go to Bad Habit. I mean, the production, it's a huge song. You know, the Grammys, I think they're going to try to steer younger this year. Bad Habit was a big TikTok song, and the production was immaculate. Steve Lacey gave such a varied vocal performance. And I mean, the part where the instrumentation drops out, it's just as vocals. I mean, that's that's chef's kiss. Beautiful. But if I had to go, like, deep sleeper, like, deep, 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 deep sleeper. Don't say it. I, oh, no, I ain't going to say that. I, I would say... I'd say the Brandy Carlisle song. It's got some, okay, it's okay. Got some pretty good... It's got a great performance... It's got great instrumentation. I thought, Bro, I, Bro thought I was going to say ABBA. I thought you were going to say ABBA. <laughs> no, no. ABBA would not want to... That's win like a, coma sleeper. That, I, yeah, that is, <laughs> that's not a sleeper. That is no pulse. I, I will say, from that ABBA album, that is probably the best song. But we can get into that uh, a little later. Now, uh, with this category, like I said, it's the hardest one for me to pick. Uh, in my opinion, the best song here is As It Was by Harry Styles. 
I actually released a little bit of a shameless promo right here. I released three articles talking about the best music of last year uh, at the beginning of January, and uh, I talked about As It Was on that list quite extensively. I think it's a beautiful song, Um, and like I said, I just think that Harry has been kind of snubbed by the Grammys uh, throughout his career, uh, most notably Fine Line not getting any nominations in terms of the album with uh, Watermelon Sugar being the only song picked. And so I think this is a great time to redeem it. Um, if not for as it was, I mean, Heart Bart 5, the like Afrobeat production on that is just insane. About Damn Time has the, the flute solo of the year, if we're being quite honest. And also just like some bouncy production reminiscent of early in her career. Uh, this is like, like I said at the beginning, the most stacked category of the Grammys this year. Uh, one as it was, I think it's going to break my soul. Gotcha. All right. All right. So let's move into let's move into the sort of the sister category here, song of the year. We got A B C D E F U. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Gail knows how the alphabet goes because it's definitely G after F. But interesting. It's in her name. It's in her name. You think? She, you, yeah, you would know. think she would know what the letter G is. But yeah, there's that. About damn time by Lizzo again. All too well. Ten minute version. The short film. As it was. Bad habit. Break my soul. Easy on me. Adele. God did by DJ Khaled featuring a bunch of other rappers who I'm sure did not want to be there. The Hard Part 5, and Just Like That by Bonnie Raitt. Okay, for me, listening as just a Spotify listener kind of approach to the Grammys, I I represent the general public here who is far less enlightened than both of you. (laughs) To me, if Record of the Year is all about the built-out instrumentation, the just entire production of the music song of the year is simpler it's it's more about the basic characteristics that make a song good and when you look at these songs what makes a song good it's catchy it's a song that you can't get out of your head it's a song that every single person knows from the first four notes it's a song that everyone wants to sing uh i'm of course referring to about Dan time and as it was both topped out in number two and one on the serious xm top hits of 2022 about Damn Time made the top four most used TikTok, TikTok sounds in 2022. Uh, I think those songs represent the vibe of 2022. Lighter, a little less strained, catchy. It's the song that at this point, if it comes on the radio, I find myself skipping. Not because I don't like it, but because I've heard it too much. And I think if you've heard it too much, it's in the voters' minds and thus they're going to go for it. I'm going to go with a sleeper pick and I think As It Was might take it. Okay, interesting. Um, I am going to go all too well, 10-minute version of the short film. I I think that as a songwriting award, a 10-minute ballad that just quite simply doesn't drag or get very old, like that's that's impressive to me, and I think that's a very big songwriting achievement. And so to me, I think the Grammys, they're going to throw Taylor Swift the bone here, and they are going to hand her that one. But I think I think a big, big sleeper, big sleeper, um, God did, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm going to go with the heart part five by Kendrick Lamar. Just the ability to rap from different perspectives, rapping from the perspective of sadly past rapper Nipsey Hussle is just absolutely incredible. And it was a very powerful song. Wyatt? Uh, actually you said it as a sleeper, but that's my pick for song of the year is the heart part five. It, they, the Grammys love to use this category to kind of push social messages to kind of reflect on the year, look at what's been happening, use it as an opportunity to push a platform of someone. And the hard part five is just this gut-wrenching, cathartic release of a song 
from Kendrick, just rapping about the last couple of years, everything that's happened since his last album. You mentioned uh, the perspective of Nip- Nipsey Hussle. He also calls in the actions of Kanye West, of Jesse Smollett, of O.J. Simpson. This is a song that's looking at the perspective that's been put on people of color in our country and also just like the tough controversies that a lot of individuals have faced just because of their race and the situations that that has put them in. And this is him just letting it all out there with beautiful production. And I I really think that this is going to take the cake. If I had to go with a sleeper pick, I'm going to go with Easy On Me, Adele. It's Say What You Will about 30 as an album and the shortcomings it had. This song in particular, written uh, begging her son for forgiveness after her divorce, is just gorgeous. The Grammys love Adele. She's won plenty of her own in the past couple of years. <laughs> I I really do think that this is going to have a great shot to take it. And the song that shouldn't be nominated, and this, this hurts me. This is coming from a huge, huge Taylor Swift fan. I sat nine hours in a queue waiting for my Aeros tour tickets. I don't think that All Too Well 10-Minute version should be nominated. It's a song that was originally released back in 2012. It's built off of originally five-minute song, making it into, it says 10-minute version, only about 8.30 of that is actual lyrics and singing. Um, it's beautiful, don't get me wrong, but it feels like a bit of a shoe in for Taylor here. Now, we look forward to the 2024 Grammys. Antihero will run away with awards. Uh, Midnight's in general will run away with awards. She's going to get plenty next year, and I'm sure the Academy knows that. And so I think that this won't be her year, but at the same time, I know that the Grammys also likes to please uh, the stands. So I kind of agree with you. Blaze and I were talking about this yesterday. All Too Well almost seems too just unique, and it, it belongs in its own category. It, it's almost too much for this category. Definitely, I think it could take like best music video. I, I, I sure. question if All Too Well, without the short film with Sadie Sink, is a, is a nominated song. If this doesn't have the accompanying short film, is this song nominated? I don't think so. This is a production. It is a film. It's something I watched on repeat so many times last year in my dorm with the lights down low and the candles on when I was after a study break. Like It is a beautiful piece. Swifties love it. I'm a Swiftie. Non-Swifties love it. But is it the song that we hear on the radio that every single person can connect to in a way? I don't think so. Interesting. Very interesting takes all around. All right, well, we're going to get to the back half of the uh, the big four and also play a little game that Abigail has set up for us. And we're going to do that right after the break. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Not the kid, the grown-up. You know what I am? I'm your allergy medicine, your vitamins, maybe even your cough syrup. Each year, thousands of kids get sick. Some even die because I'm used the wrong way. Kids get confused and think I'm candy. Now you know what I am? I'm your worst nightmare. For free info, log on to SaveKids.org. Protect your kids from accidental poisoning. KCOU. We're just normal enough to appreciate Drake's cultural relevance, but just weird enough to make a sweeper like this. KCOU. ACOU. Who is it? Uh, 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 uh
Doubles on KCOU 88.1 FM. We're going to be talking. That was uh, that was Bad Habit by Steve Lacey, which coincidentally enough, Gemini writes, not nominated for album of the year. Kind of a snub in my opinion. But hey, you know, wah, wah. nominations can't all be winners. But let's uh, let's let's just let's keep this thing a rolling album of the year. Um, I think the favorites here, Renaissance by Beyonce and uh, Mist. Re- read off the uh, nominations. Oh, oh uh, of course. Sorry. Uh, we got Voyage by ABBA, 30 by Adele, Un Verano Sinti by Bad Bunny, Renaissance by Beyonce, Good Morning Gorgeous by Mary J. Blige, In These Silent Days by Brandy Carlisle, Music of the Spheres, Coldplay, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Special by Lizzo, and Harry's House by Harry Styles. I think that Renaissance by Beyonce and Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, it's basically 50-50 for me in terms of album of the year. I'm going to give it to Beyonce because they hate giving rap albums album of the year for whatever reason, which which stinks. But Beyonce's album was transcendent. It was the movement. I think it was the future. I think it's the future of music. The production was insane. The way Beyonce weaved disco and dance, you know, these like techno dance tracks and sampling and all sorts of just this hodgepodge of, of of production was absolutely insane. Why? What? What's what's the favorite to you? Uh, in my opinion, I think the favorite is going to be actually uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I think that uh, the Grammys have really been like, I look at this is I, you'd have to fact check me on this. I think this is the most nominated that Kendrick has ever been in a year where he released an album. Yeah, and, I think so. Uh, another part of it. Like I said, with the script writers and the whole planning it out for Beyonce, the last award of the night they're going to give out is record of the year. So I think that they're going to uh, not give it to her here. Not that she's not deserving. I think that that was a great album. Um, they're not going to give it to her here because they're going to get the fans hopes up, hopes up. Oh, no. And so then move into the re- if they want to build up the drama. Why yeah. is like a production assistant? Is. He really wants <laughs> the absolute drama I, for I, this I like event. The theatrics. It, it, it will be it will be very theatric if that happens. Uh if if it were me choosing, I'd go with In These Silent Days, Brandy Carlisle. I think yeah. that's the best album nominated here. However, Brandy has been nominated in the year, and not once has she ever sniffed the opportunity to win the trophy itself. So I think it will go to Mr. Morale with my two sleepers being Special by Lizzo, as well as um, uh, Un Verano Senti by Bad Bunny. 
That was the biggest album of the year, according to Billboard. Had the most songs chart on the year-end Hot 100. It was atop of the year-end Hot uh, Billboard 200. As well as just Bad Bunny has became a cultural icon over the last two years, which is something I never would have predicted out of him. And if the Grammys really want to prove, uh, really want to uh, appeal to their uh, Latin American audience, they really want to try and reach out into the reggaeton sphere, which is something they have not done before this year. This would certainly give them the opportunity. Interesting. I I think that Brandy Carlisle is the sleeper here. I think that, like you said, she has one of the best albums of the year and I think if the Grammys wanna if the Grammys wanna go a little bit funky with it like they did last year, I think Brandy Car- Carlisle will get that. Um as, as long as it's not ABBA. As long as it's not ABBA. That, that album, was album was like watching horrible. Dry. Horrible. Oh my But <laughs> Lo- love me some Mamma Mia. Love me their older work, but not that. Keep it in the seventies, please. Yeah. All right, and then heading into the final category, best new artist, which is basically, hey, this is the artist that we just found out about because the Grammys don't pay attention to anything outside of the Billboard Top 100. Um, we got Anita, Amaro Apollo, Domi and JD Beck, Mooney Long, Samara Joy, Lotto, Mainskin, Toby and in, in uh, uh Molly Tuttle, and Wet Leg. I think it'll probably be Lotto because every year Best New Artist is a popularity contest. This is the weakest field I've ever seen, but oh my, I think it's... Oh my gosh, is this like... The yeah, name g- recognition is not ringing very strong for Best New Artist. No, and when you look at last year that had... Uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia Rodrigo, and there was, there was a couple like big name artists last Baby year. Keem. Ba- yeah, Baby Keem. Uh, this one just gives you nothing. Now, that's not to say these artists are impressive. No, I'm just, not at all. I'm sure, like, actually, I went through the Grammy little, like, playlist ahead of this episode and played some of their songs, and I was like, okay, I recognize the songs. I don't recognize the artist names because I'm also very uninformed, but, you know. Yeah, and so... But as Lotto's the only one that I <laughs> recognize, I'm going to go there. Yeah, and I think, I, Main Skin, I think Mane has... Skin. Mane Skin. Well, I've been saying that wrong my whole life. Mane Skin has a... Uh, as a sleeper opportunity to snag this one, but I just don't think that the the voters are gonna give it to a band as like foreign European because that's just how the academy works. All right, so oh, that hey, is going to conclude hey, our hey, why, why why it's got a why it's got a rant he's got I prepared. I have a rant. Oh and man, I've, he's ready. Never I have mind. been sitting on We're this not recapping. <laughs> since November. Oh, All right. This is not the best new artist category that it says it is. This is the artist has finally reached commercial success or the artist has finally reached the connections it needs in the industry to be nominated for this category so they can get famous and earn that fame. Not saying that they hadn't achieved it before, but this category is supposed to be like, here's a bunch of artists you don't know. Go listen to them. When this year there were so many artists that blew up, maybe it wasn't their first year, but blew up and deserved the nomination much more than the ones that got it, by the way, because I did a little research. I went and found the year that all of the nominated artists dropped their first full-length album. Listen to this. Dami and J.D. Beck, 2022. Wet Leg, 2021. Samara Joy, 2021. Money Long, 2020. Here's where it gets interesting. Toby Nuigwe, 2019. Omar Apollo, 2018. Molly Tuttle, 2017. Moneyskin, 2017. Lotto, 2016. Anita, 2013 is when she dropped her first project. 
there is not a whole lot of new artists right there. Hell, two of them have been around since they were here for the entire Trump administration. Their, their careers have, lo- have now been through two presidential administrations. And that just... I don't hate that, though, because the artists, every single artist has to develop to the point where they're growing their platform. I mean, I think they mean that it's the best new artist on a global, like, fan-recognized sense. Anita has six albums. I, I just, this category tends to frustrate me. especially. But this might give Anita the spark that they need. That is fair, but looking at the artists who were not nominated... Ethel Kane dropped her first project in 2019 and actually had one of the best albums of 2022 on a major label. Think that that should have been recognized. Zach Bryan. Zach Bryan, who American Heartbreak was the second biggest album of 2022, who was something in the orange. Well, yeah, the Grammys hate country singers. Broke records with something in the orange as an independent release. Is had a massive tour last year, has another massive tour coming in 2023. He is the one that of all of them, should have been nominated. But also, Lizzie McAlpine dropped her first in 2020, should Woo-hoo! have been here. Love Lizzie McAlpine. Yeah, right. Uh, Orville Peck dropped his first project in 2019, should have been here. And then J.I.D. and Denzel Curry, these are interesting cases. Both of them dropped their first album in 2015. However, both of them reached new heights commercially in 2022 that had not been seen for either of them. Both have massive tours coming up this year, or actually Denzel's was last year, J.I.D.'s this year. I could have seen them being nominated here, and it just it really breaks my heart that all these artists have really shown that they can find that commercial success yet weren't nominated. However, still happy for the ones that made it. I hope it's not Lotto. Uh, my prediction actually goes to Omar Apollo. He has a lot of connections in the industry and also had two huge TikTok songs last year. If that's not, all it takes. That's all it takes. If not him, maybe Monet Skin. Just... Not Lizzo, not anyone that is connected to Dr. Luke in any shape, way, or form. I'd, I'd really, I don't want him to be connected to a Grammy again. But that's my two cents. Thank you for letting me rant. All right. All right. Well, we, we appreciate it. We're going to kick at the break here. And then Abigail has prepared for us a quick quiz game. And uh, also it's uh, National Women in Sports Day, uh, Sports Media. Uh, National Women and Girls in Sports Day. All right, well, we're going to be also talking about that, too. All right, we're going to kick it to break here. This is Mixed Doubles on KCOU 88.1 FM. I get angry just thinking about it. It makes me mad. Little kids doing drugs, it turns my stomach. That stuff hurts. It stops you from living up to your potential. It holds you back. It hurts the user. It hurts his family. And it hurts his friends. I just want to shake some sense into you kids that are using drugs and thinking about using So remember... Okay. Hello, this is DJ Megaseg. I hope you are enjoying the program. Please stay tuned for more wireless transmission of electromagnetic radiation. It is, in fact, mixed doubles o'clock here on KCOU 88.1 FM. And Abigail Klapatowskis, I have heard that you have a little a, a little game to test me and White's music knowledge. We've been kind of 
been kind of flexing it all over the airways. But now, Abigail, it's your time to actually test us on it, call us out, see if we're phony or not. Why, yes, I do. Welcome to the official Grammy trivia game as sponsored by Abigail Claptaskis. Uh, this is going to be a little rapid fire. And unfortunately, in some of your conversation, I realized you guys already know the answers to a few of these, which means you're just that co much cooler. It's going to work like this. The first person to make some type of animal noise will buzz in. So what is your animal noise of choice, Wyatt? Moo. Okay. Blaze? Kaka. Perfect. All right. So whoever says their animal noise first gets the first opportunity to answer. If the answer is incorrect, the other opponent has the opportunity to steal. Are you guys ready? Oh, I Let's am 100% ready. I don't even think you're ready. going to. Sorry. Sorry, Blaze. Cut you off. I'm excited that you're ready. All right. I don't even think you're going to need the um, options to this first question. Who is the most awarded woman in Grammy history? <laughs> Sorry, there's a cat. Yes, please. Uh, Beyonce. That is correct. Ooh, ooh. Why, however, since that I did not realize it was going to be such an easy question, I will also give you a point if you can tell me the second most awarded woman in Grammy history. I believe that it is Rihanna. That is incorrect. It is Alison Cross. Kraus? Cross? She's a bluegrass singer with 27 Grammys. Wow. Beyonce checks in at 28. Sheesh. That means Blaze gets a point. All right, number two. Yeah, yeah. How many Academy voters do you think there are? These are the voters that determine the awards. Are there A, 15, B, 250, C, 7,000, or D, 5,657? <laughs> yes. I'm going to say D. Oh, that's going to be incorrect. What? Yes, why? It is a B with 250. Oh, you are also incorrect. There are approximately 7,000 Academy voters. What? Isn't that crazy? Dang. I okay. really thought this was like a that's room wild. of like 25 people. Uh, I, I knew it was large. I didn't quite realize it was that large. See, I threw in a really hyper-specific number to throw you guys off. Wow. All right, number three. Which of these artists slash, slash groups has won a Grammy? Is it A, Diana Ross, B, Queen, C, Guns N' Roses, or D, Snoop Dogg? Moo. <laughs> I'm going to give this one to Wyatt. Wyatt? I believe that it is Guns N' Roses. That is correct. <sighs> uh, Queen has four nominations but has never won. Diana Ross has actually won the Lifetime Achievement Award but never won a Grammy. Isn't that crazy? That, that's absolutely Snoop wild. Snoop Dogg also has been nominated and not won. Yeah. All right, number four. When was the Grammy for Best Rap Performance first presented? Is it A, 1982, B, 1989, C, 1995, or D, 2001? <coughs> yes, please? 1995. Oh, that is incorrect. <sighs> Moo. Yes? 2001. Oh, you're both <sighs> incorrect. <laughs> it is 1989, but I will give you, <sighs> Blaze, I'm going back to you to double steal. Do you know who the first uh, recipient of the Best Rap Performance Award was? Uh, Ron DMC. No. I believe that it was NWA. You are both incorrect again. It was DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith. Oh, whatever. Oh, my God. They won for... <laughs> summer, 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 summertime. <laughs> they won for parents just don't understand. But Will Smith always won to create controversy. They actually both boycotted the event. Like, arguably, completely valid so, because they the award was not presented... To, it, Oh my goodness, I'm uh, watching this. The award was not televised when it was presented. Boo. Even though it was the first time a rap performance has ever won a Grammy. 
Dude, Which we... kind of goes to your point that they don't like giving rappers uh, the Grammys. Dude, so, we are yeah. failing today. Oh you are. God. I yeah, don't even is... know the score. Are you guys tied 1-1? One, one? It's yeah. still tied 1-1. One, That's one. a bummer for y'all. All right. This is a true or false question, so be ready to buzz in quickly. True or false, Alvin and the Chipmunks have won two Grammys. Move. I'm going to give it to Wyatt. True. That is true. They won in 1959, the very first year the Grammys were established, for Best Comedy Performance and Best Recording for Children. Can you imagine losing in the Grammys to the Alvin and the Chipmunks? Uh, that is pretty funny. I know that either last year or two years ago, Baby Shark was nominated. That's just depressing. I, I, I kid you not. If Coco Melon ends up on that list ever, I think parents will riot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number five. Which politician has not won a Grammy? Jimmy Carter, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, Barack Obama, or Al Franken? Boo. Uh Blaze. Bernie Sanders. That is correct. Every single one of those politicians has been nominated, and everyone but Bernie Sanders has won, mostly for the spoken word album. Jimmy Carter has three Grammys. Yeah, I I think that he is the most decorated politician. He is. Isn't that crazy? Okay, give me the point. I knew that off the top of my head, please. (laughs) Abigail, don't do it. No, I can't. I can't. It's two to two. Don't try to corrupt me. All right, this comes down to the last question. Which material is the six-pound Grammy trophy made out of? Is it one, Grammium, two, Trophium, three, Megaphonium, or four, Cantium? Moo. What? Uh, that, listen. After the Latin word, Cantus, for music. Moo. Yes. <laughs> Grammium. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> what a load of garbage, guys. <laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous. Fun fact, most musicians don't get their gr- actual Grammy trophy for several months. Yeah. And yeah. then when you get it, you throw it in the toilet, pee on it like Kanye West did. Yeah. Oh, oh my. Please. Yeah, yeah, because they have to actually like <laughs> take it back and carve their name and yeah. the plate and everything. Yeah, it takes yeah. 15 hours to make every single trophy. That's crazy. Out of Grammium, which is a nondescript metal that no one knows the exact recipe toward. Oh, I bet I could find it. Uh, let's, uh, yeah. I'm let, bra- let him cook. Let, dude, <laughs> give, me, give me a chainsaw, five cats... <laughs> And at least three vinyl records by the Beatles. And I guarantee you I'll have the exact recipe for that in like two seconds. And throw you in the room with Alvin and the Chipmunks and they'll tell you the secret sauce. Yes, of course. As they hula hoop. As they, <laughs> as they hula hoop. Well, before we end it off here, we got we to gotta, we gotta throw a special shout out. There's so many, so many things happening today. We, it's happy Tom Brady retirement day. Happy women in sports day. And it's also the start of Black History Month, so we've got a lot. We've got a we've got a very very good February going on, and yeah, so uh, a lot of great contributions done by. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I almost let off with Tom Brady. That would have been very bad. Um, no, a lot. No, but there's been a lot of great contributions in sports by women. Um, there's a lot of great female journalists. Female journalists coming out of the woodwork recently and i feel like our our environment as a sports media ecosystem has become a lot more accepting to women and i think that's awesome especially because there are a lot of a lot of smart women in in sports absolutely i mean look at uh mina kimes especially is the one that i like to point back to she is a uh a female person of color who is uh the leading woman on the largest nfl talk show in america so that's that's awesome. Yeah. And Abigail, you know, as a as a woman in sports, we thank you so much for your for your contributions and for being oh, my co-host you. because you're you're awesome. 
Yeah, this day has been around since February 4th, 1987. President Ronald Reagan declared the first National Women in Sports Day in recognition of history of women's athletics. It also recognizes Title IX, which was passed in 72. Now it's kind of expanded to celebrate all women in sports, athletes, media, fans of the sport. I like to point out fans, too, because I think women celebrating other women and women watching men's and women's sports definitely promote and progress every single league forward. And I'm loving seeing more representation just in women fans and being accepting of that too. So yeah, that's shout out to all the women that came before me and all the women that I get to work with every day and that inspire me on social media. It's, it's a really cool industry to be a part of. And I'm really excited to see where it leads in the coming years. Yeah. And I mean, Hey, you are, you are president of of the Association of Women in Sports Media chapter here at Mizzou. So, you know, you're doing a lot to help advance it as well. So we uh, we, we appreciate you. Aw, thanks, Blaze. Of course. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. Wyatt, uh, um, what do you think? Give me a bold prediction for the Grammys. Just one big, one big, I think this is going to happen that uh, nobody's going to see coming. My bold prediction is that uh, Lizzo is going to have the best performance of the night. She's just going to steal the show. I mean, look at what John Batiste did last year with Freedom. I think that she's going to come out with about damn time and just have the biggest performance of her life, and it's going to blow everyone away. Yeah. What about you, Abigail? You got a you got a big big bold prediction. I feel like Lizzo is going to be carrying a very small, like fast food inspired bag, but it's like Gucci and she will be wearing something like beautifully colorful and just magnificent on the red carpet. But then her first performance, she'll be wearing a very understated, like solid color, but it will be so sparkly that it's just like gorgeous. Interesting. Okay. That was oddly specific. Um, I... <laughs> Abigail has an has an inside source about what Lizzo will be doing for the Grammys. I love Abigail, Lizzo. The, the, the scriptwriter. I love Lizzo. Okay. <laughs> Abigail is the scriptwriter, actually. Um, I think my bold pre- I think my bold prediction is that Kendrick Lamar will have the most Grammys at the end of the night, which will be Ooh, which will be very fun. I could see it. I, I think I, if I, Beyonce breaks the record there will be gold sparks and like fire and definitely like confetti like it will be a oh, and moment it, and it is happening they oh yeah this is yeah. gonna happen this year for sure 100 percent. if not it'll happen next year when she releases act two of oh my god the, i was thinking about that this morning the renaissance when, when is act two happening probably soon but oh my gosh what a just absolutely insane album and what an absolutely insane show guys had a lot of fun doing it i want to think I want to thank Wyatt Nunn for, for stopping by, blessing us with his music knowledge. Got to thank Abigail Klapatowskis, my co-host as always. And I got to thank myself. No, I don't. Anyway, no, don't. Um, we're, we're here every Wednesday, 2 p.m. Uh, if you want to find us on Spotify, it's it's Mixed Doubles. Same thing as on Apple Music. Instagram tag is at Mixed Doubles underscore KCOU. At Mixed Doubles Pod on Twitter. And we want to thank you so much for listening. Um, we hope to see you next week. But, you know, if not... Hey, no big deal. Do whatever you want. All right. Well, <laughs> this was uh, this was mixed doubles, and this is the Zone by Little Yachty off his new album. Let's start here. Grammy buzz question mark. <laughs>